0: Hi, I'm Liz Graveline. As a doctor of physical therapy, I spent my early 20s refining my intervention skills on treating joint pain, stiffness, and weakness. Now, in my early 30s, as a working mom of two toddlers, it wasn't long ago that I had to rebuild my level of fitness from the ground up. My mission has evolved to not only affect positive change amongst the frequent flyers of Stanford, Connecticut, but amongst the masses. I'll teach you how exercise can be safe and simple while blocking out the noise. On this show, morning routines, posture, joint health, and life longevity are all topics we'll break down for you in digestible bits of information to quickly implement in your day-to-day life. Regardless of whether you are the experienced or novice exerciser, this is a place you can receive actionable steps and strategies to reach you closer and closer to your fitness goals without judgment or the external pressures. Bringing back the fun and excitement into an active lifestyle so that it's tied into how you feel versus what you look like is what we'll discuss here. So settle in and get ready to be cheered on while you learn. This is the Exercise Proper Podcast. I first want to give a shout out to those of you who have been tuning in every week. Thank you so much. And if you haven't already, Please hit the link in the show notes to subscribe for additional free health and fitness information, such as at-home workouts, injury prevention strategies for the recreational athletes out there, and also research-based treatment interventions for pain. I'd really appreciate it. It helps small businesses like mine to subscribe to our email list. Thank you. On my 45 minute commute to and from work, I've been listening to Jenna Kutcher's Gold Digger podcast, Amy Porterfield's Online Marketing Made Easy podcast, and Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk. The ideas and opinions held by these particular people in the business industry fuel my motivation to start a business and keep me intentional with my goals. And the voices of these three extremely successful entrepreneurs talking about how to run a business sparked an acute awareness. And I thought, oh my god, if every mom basically runs her own business within the household. How did I not think of this before? It's so clear to me now. Every mother implements systems, whether you're aware of this or not. And these systems are sometimes faulty, and other times these systems run smooth and can be easily reproduced. When this happens, your systems give you back more time for yourself, more peace and relaxation. Running your household is like owning your own hotel. Every mother is a boss lady. I am a boss. I had Griffin three years ago. I've owned my business for three years, and don't you forget it. <laughs> and what it takes to run a business, this business at home is the management of six things. One, financials and budgeting. Two, keeping inventory, accumulating all the Costco household items you would like to buy in bulk and use on a daily basis. Three, customer service, maintaining happy connections and relationships within your home with your partner and or children. Four, investments back into your business in order for it to grow or in other words, investing time in yourself to recharge, whether that's scheduling a workout, taking a bubble bath, meeting up, you know, with your girlfriends. Five, housekeeping and laundry. Who knew that maintaining the cleanliness of a 1,200 square foot space would be so time consuming? Damn, it is not easy. And lastly, number six, the restaurant. Shopping for groceries, preparing food, cooking, and packing lunches. So yeah, if you had any inclination you are not a boss before this six item list, believe you're the boss now. We do it all, girls. Don't let anyone tell you different. So in today's episode, I'd like to review some of the ways I like to refine and optimize the systems within my household that give me back so much time, peace, and relaxation. And listen, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Do I have it together all the time? Absolutely not. I'm still feeling shameful after my parents came over to visit. My mom had this disapproving look on her face when she walked into our living room filled with the kids' toys, folded piles of clothes on the couch I was in the middle of putting away, and the cold breakfast sitting on the kitchen counter from an hour ago. So yeah, there are days I drop the ball. There are days I drop all the balls I'm juggling for sure, but the days I'm on, I'm on, man. In today's episode, I'll be sharing with you the strategies I've implemented in my daily and weekly routines. And these strategies will organize your home, clear up your decision-making brain, and give you back time. Life is complicated already. The cyclical tasks that occur on the regular every single day, these are not the tasks that should take up the majority of your time. These are the tasks that can be systemized because they stay consistent. Because it's this unnecessary time you take to perform these recurring tasks every day that waste your energy and just cause frustration. Let's cut down the time it takes to complete these mundane tasks and exchange the time you have left over for activities you love that bring you the most joy. I'm going to walk you through the number of strategies I use to give me back time keep my life organized, and free up my mind to be fun and creative. Number one, finances and budgeting. I won't go into detail, although the strategies in this list involve purchasing groceries and other household items. Therefore, I would just suggest creating an Excel spreadsheet and document how much money you spend on a monthly and yearly basis on bills. The money spent that you cannot change. And then document how much money you spend on other items and this is money that you can change and determine your budget amount for all household items. Number two, keeping inventory. So I've kept an inventory list taped to the back of the closet door for years and this is a list that's comprised of what we use on a daily basis, what we like to buy in bulk at Costco. So Toilet paper, paper towels, Q-tips, dental floss, deodorant, toothpaste, soap, wipes, diapers, lotion. These items are all in one place on two shelves in my closet. You can set a timer on your phone every three months to check what you have left in stock, then restock at your next run to Costco. So this eliminates a late night run to the grocery store when you were looking forward to relaxing with Netflix on the couch because you're running out of toilet paper. Number three. The restaurant, aka groceries. My husband likes to do all the grocery shopping. So, in my mind, when I'm creating a list for him, I think of categories of what types of foods my kids need to stay healthy. So, fruits, veggies, dairy, eggs, bread, chicken, rice, potatoes, and usually some sort of frozen family style meal for when it's my turn to cook. The perishables I organize into bins. Fruits go in one bean. Veggies go in another bin, cheese, yogurt. And I place all the perishables at eye level as a reminder to grab and eat them first. Then I keep a list of what we always like to keep in stock for the kids in the drawer um, outside of the fridge, which we also like to buy in bulk. So protein bars, individually bagged goldfish, Cheez-Its hold zero nutritional value. I know, but they're kids, come on. And on Sundays, I will cut up fruits and veggies, Some peanut butter and jellies and put them into small Tupperware containers, throw them in the fridge. And listen up. This is the best, most satisfying feeling. On Monday, I grab a backpack, open the fridge, and throw in two of every perishable item. But everything is in individual containers and in their separate bins, right? So it's so easy. I just grab two fruits, two yogurts, two cheese sticks, veggies, peanut butter and jellies. Then I turn around, open up the pantry drawer... Grab two protein bars, Goldfish, Cheez-Its, and I'm done. That's it. The kids are set for the whole day, and it took me two seconds. And this is completely different for kids that are of different ages, right? Your kids may have different health requirements, eat more or less, but the system is the same, and that starts with making... grocery list. And when you make a grocery list that is baller, you come home with everything you need, you didn't miss anything, keep that list and just reproduce the same system over and over and over again. Prep the food into containers, organize the items you eat most into these bins, and then grab and go in the morning. It's that easy. Another point I want to make quickly is this. If you have set up these strategies and systems within your home, it is so easy to teach these systems to a babysitter, the grandparents, the caregiver, whoever, and you can just walk out the door with your partner for a fun getaway. You know, everything is there. You've done all the work. There's nothing to think about. Ah, I just, this topic gets me so animated. I love talking about it. Okay, number four, invest back into your business. Or in other words, self-care. This one is easy and difficult at all at the same time because you have a lot of people who rely and depend on you. But I'm telling you, if you can implement some of these strategies and systems, you will restore some of your time. Even if it's 15 minutes per day, you're given back. That's almost two hours per week and eight hours per month you're given back to take care of yourself and participate in an activity you truly enjoy. Number five, housekeeping and laundry. This is a big one. The biggest game changer for getting back more time while getting ready in the morning for myself and the kids was when I set one location for the clothes we wear Monday through Friday. My work clothes sit on the right side of my closet always. I have five tops, five bottoms, no patterns, so any configuration works. That's it. Same thing goes for Griffin and Reese. Every Sunday, I recommend organizing the kids' clothes in one drawer for the week. Monday through Friday, buy three bins, one for diapers or one for underwear, one for shirts, one for pants. The socks will go in the same drawer. Griffin is independent now with dressing himself because it's easy for him to just go and grab what he needs now that everything is in one place. Instead of opening every drawer, getting into the closet, taking clothes out of drawers to find what he needs... That just creates more disorganization, more of a mess, and more of my time to put everything back in order. And now, when you're putting away the kids' laundry, every category of clothing has a place. Although this system set up makes it look like I don't really give the kids options to be creative with their outfit choices, that's because I don't. Because creating a mess every morning disrupts my life more than it adds to theirs. So I choose other ways to allow the kids to get creative and messy that's an, another place for another time. I also want to talk about bags too. So, like backpacks and stuff because I only have two bags for the kids. One is Reese's bag and one is Griffin's bag. And sometimes, you know, I've just found myself searching for things, pulling everything out of the diaper bag to find something that I need, and it's so time-consuming, frustrating, and I was just completely over it. So, I just bought these plastic bags on Amazon with a zipper and they also have a label on them. The items I like to carry in their backpacks on a daily basis include medicine, an extra outfit for Griffin, Reese, diapers, wipes, and snacks. So I'll compartmentalize all five items into five separate bags that are labeled so I can easily find what I need. Every night I make sure there's only these five necessities inside I dump everything else out so that the next morning I can start fresh open up the fridge grab what I need quickly because everything's already prepped and I can grab each and every food out of their bin throw it in the backpack and go and lastly what I recently just implemented which was a game changer too is entering calendar events on my phone every month or every quarter for the home maintenance tasks that you choose not to do yourself. These are tasks like housekeeping, servicing your car, cleaning your car, yard work, because I don't know about you, I still get on my hands and knees to clean the kitchen and toilets on a regular basis, but I don't want to make time to do the deep cleaning anymore. I just don't. I did that eight eight months pregnant with both kids, but I've just decided I'd rather work the hours I spend cleaning instead. So I enter events in my calendar that recur every one month or every quarter as a reminder to follow through with the scheduling and hiring of these types of tasks. Otherwise, I forget about the tasks that aren't performed on a daily basis. However, if you get into the habit of checking your calendar on a weekly basis, you're aware that it's time to cut the lawn so you can prepare and block out time to call and schedule a visit with the landscaper. The hardest part is following through with what you input into the calendar a while back, right? Who's going to hold you to it? Only you. Do you occasionally wake up on Monday mornings, grab your phone to check what's on the calendar and say, damn, I forgot I had a meeting on Thursday? Or, I didn't, what? There's a project due next week? But you know, you're not going to drop the meeting. You're not going to miss your project deadline because people are depending on you and relying on you to show up and come through, right? And using the yard work example, I'm comparing two situations that are not alike. It's easier to tell your husband, we can schedule the landscaper next week. We can go one more week without getting the car serviced or whatever the task may be. However, if you can stick to this plan and follow through with the systems you set in place When you refine these systems, optimize these systems, and give yourself back more time, when you cut down the amount of thinking that goes into each and every decision, I promise, it feels amazing. It's life-changing. I am all for cutting out the messiness, cutting out the BS, all the unnecessary S-H-I-T. I can spell swear words, right? That doesn't make this an explicit episode, I hope. Whoops! Anyways, even if you just take one, one of these systems and implement one today audit your time document how long it takes you to perform every one of these daily tasks then how long does it does it take for you to perform these tasks every week every month every year then implement just one, ses- one system and recognize how much time it saved you and do the math, how much time was given back to your day, your week, your year. And do something special with that time. You deserve it. Thank you so much for listening in. If you receive some insight and tangible strategies you can use, please subscribe to the Exercise Proper podcast Post a screenshot tagging your girl at Liz underscore Gravline. Don't forget to leave a review. Or if you are looking for other tips and tricks in your health and wellness journey, you can send me an email at lizgravline at gmail.com. I'd shriek at the sight of your name in my inbox. That would be amazing. See you next time, guys.